What's up, everyone, and welcome back to NFL Only here on Spark Talk. And today we're back with Week 12 predictions for the NFL season, Thanksgiving week. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's 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 going by really fast. We have uh, what six more weeks of the season, six seven more weeks of the season left. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 getting crunch time here. We're starting to see the playoffs shake out a little bit, but there's also still a lot of questions. The, you know who's going to make the playoffs and who's not going to make the playoffs. But you know, let's get into these Thanksgiving games here. We got Thursday. Uh, to start it off, we got the Bears and the Lions. First game of Thanksgiving Day. But uh, oh yeah, Freya, I wanted to do the records real quick. Houston, you're up by eight games on me. Yeah, yeah, you're up by eight games on me uh, right now, and I need to do some catching up to do. So what's my record? You're 103, 61 and one. Mm-hmm. I'm 95, 69 and one. So, so yeah, nice, nice. So, yeah, yeah. I need to do some catch up. I was I was going to until Dak Prescott and the uh, Cowboys decided to uh, screw the pooch last week. Had their worst performance on offense of the season. So, uh, yeah, that happened. But yeah, we'll get into this Bears and Lions game here, Houston. We got the Bears who supposedly, according to some news reports, said that they were going to fire Matt Nagy after Thursday's game, no matter what happens, which makes no sense at all. Why not just fire him Monday? It makes no sense. But and but they're at Detroit. Houston, who do you have in this one? I've got Detroit. Yeah, I know. I do too. I think I think they uh, they've been playing hard all season. They've been really competitive with a lot of teams. I just think uh, Chicago, like Nagy, like the reports have said, has lost the locker room. I mean. I don't know. It's just like the Bears are weird right now. I just like I thought they'd have a better season, you know, with Justin Fields being hurt. If Fields was in, I think they'd have a chance to win. I think he would play hard and and they play hard for him. But with Dalton starting, uh, I just don't have too much confidence in the Bears. And it's not against Dalton. I just I just don't think this team is going to play particularly hard. I think they're probably trying to get Nagy fired, if if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you've got a complete opposite situation. Where you've got the Lions players that they play their butt off for Campbell, and every week they're fighting tooth and nail to get a win, and I think they finally get one on Thanksgiving. I think so too. Unfortunately, I'll be rooting for the Lions just to kind of solidify that. But you know, if the Bears do win, they're somehow still in the playoff race. It doesn't make any sense to me, but they are. Um, with 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 that being insane to say, but yeah, I have the Lions too. It's just I don't. This Bears team is completely lost at the moment. Like I think Andy Dalton played a really good game last week. Uh, Justin Fields has been up and down. I think most of that's due to play calling. Like Bill Lazor hasn't been particularly well good at play calling, uh, and it's just I'm, I'm not a I don't know I like I'm just I'll be rooting for the Lions to win. Unfortunately, I don't think they will. Uh, but I'll be rooting for them, and I'm hoping they do because uh, I really need this uh, point here for uh, Detroit. But Houston, we'll move on to the 4 p.m. game here. We got the Raiders versus Dallas Cowboys. Houston, who, who I, got, I got Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. I do too. I, I don't like the way the Raiders have been playing. We, we talked about this at the beginning of the season. We're like we're like Raiders always start hot, and then they cool down about halfway through the season. And we're starting to see like cool think, down. 
I honestly think it'd be different if they had uh, John Gruden right now, but just with John Gruden, the whole John Gruden issue, um, you know, the Henry Ruggs and the Damon Arnett issue, like having two guys cut, you know, because of legal issues, one guy, you know, unfortunately killing someone. Mm-hmm. So I just think this team is just like in such a different headspace right now. I don't think they're focused. I don't think they're playing well. Um, I just, I just think the Cowboys are probably pissed off that they lost to the, the Chiefs, knowing that they probably should have won that game uh, mm-hmm. despite a bad offensive performance. Uh, we saw the last time the Chiefs played bad against the Broncos. What happened? They came out and dominated the Falcons. I think they dominate this game against the Raiders. Mm, I think they do too. I think, um, you know, one thing that, you know, the Raiders, I think, they're just lacking is I feel like a good ground game or a productive ground game. You know, everything's on Derek Carr to perform well. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that's one thing. It's just the pressure of the situation is always on him. And, yeah. you know, he's not performing well under that pressure. And Dallas, I think, does a really good job of, uh, you know, getting to the quarterback, making getting pressure on the quarterback. And their defense has been so good this year. Uh Dan Quinn has done a great job with this defense. It still has a couple of issues that uh, I would like to see fixed up. But, you know, they helped hold Kansas City to 19 points. They've done a really good job this year. Dallas's offense needs to step up. I know Amari Cooper's out with COVID at the moment. Uh, maybe he's going to be back this week. They got uh, CeeDee Lamb. Not that he's definitely out. Oh, he's definitely out. So, and then you may CeeDee Lamb, they said, is, is, about, is pretty much out. Yeah, I don't know. I thought this was a Sunday game, so I was kind of thinking like a Sunday game here. Thank, uh, thanks for correcting me on that. But it's yeah, it's yeah, and C. D. Lamb. Who knows? But I think that the only reason, if I think the the one way the Raiders win is if Dallas can't really get anything going on offense because they have so many people out. Because you know you have Tyron Smith out, that kind of created, uh, you know a holding the offensive line to where, uh, you know, Kansas City was getting a lot of pressure. Melvin Ingram, Chris Jones were getting a lot of pressure on Dak. You know, we and we've seen this Raiders defensive uh, line, this pass rush, get pressure on quarterback consistently throughout the year. I think that's something to look out for in this game. But I just don't like the way the Raiders offense has been playing here of late. And... You know, I think Dallas can do just enough on the offensive end with all their players being out to uh, get the victory. I think it's going to make a 23-19 type of game here. But we'll move on to Buffalo at Nolens. And I want to get this one short and sweet. I got Buffalo in this one. Uh, you know, they're coming off a really, really bad loss where they uh, beat themselves. Houston uh, hung up on me here. Uh See, let's get him back here. What happened, Houston? I got lost. <laughs> it just went off. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, but uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, Houston's back here. But yeah, I had Buffalo. It's Buffalo, New Orleans. Last game of Thanksgiving here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'll keep this one a little bit short and sweet. I just don't like the way New Orleans has been playing. Uh, Trevor Simeon, solid, solid backup. But he's not a long-term starter throughout the season. Um, and we're starting to see that the Bills are coming off a terrible loss where I think they really beat themselves. They really kicked themselves in the foot uh, in that game. 
And I think if they, I think they're gonna come out sharp. They're gonna come out mad, and they're going to come out. And I think they're going to destroy uh, New Orleans in this game. So I got Buffalo in it. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I think the um, the Bills are going to come out pissed off. You know, losing two straight, you lose to the Jaguars, you get dominated by the Colts, who people kind of write off as not a good team. Um, so you go, you drop to six and four. The Patriots take over the division lead. I think they're going to be pissed. They're going into New Orleans, so it's going to be a tough game. Uh, Thursday night, you know, it's always hard to play on the road on Thursdays, but I think the Bills come in and, and make a statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll move on to the Sunday games here. Then, uh, you know, you got Buccaneers, Colts, Houston. I'll let you pick it. Pick this one first. Excuse me. No, I've got the Buccaneers. Uh, I think my Colts can win. I really do believe that we have a chance to win this game. But I think the Buccaneers are going to start finding their stride here. Now, look, they haven't played particularly well over the last several weeks. You know, even even on Monday night against the Giants, they didn't play well. They got, you know, a few nice breaks that really broke the game open. Mm-hmm. But it was 17-10 to 10 midway through the third quarter. Uh, I, so I think the recipe for the Colts to win is they're going to face a really good stout run defense, but they did against the Bills. The whole thing is can they be successful again in the run game? Can Carson Wentz? be effective, and not turn the ball over. Look, if they can do those things on offense, they're going to be successful on offense. But on defense, look, can they step up against Evans? Mm-hmm. Right? Can they step up against Godwin? Because, I mean, even a couple years ago, uh, back in 2019, they faced the Buccaneers and lost uh, with Jameis Winston leading the leading the group because the secondary couldn't cover them. They were getting burnt all game long. I mean, I think uh, Mike Evans probably had uh, – Mike Evans – had a huge game i remember i think he had like two or three touchdowns like over 100 yards like he was balling against the secondary so that's the issue right this is a pass heavy team they run the football but the culture run defense they they do a really good job what the colts struggle with is in the passing game you know you've got rocky scene you've got xavier rhodes two guys that have been they're off and on right rhodes is older you is a little inconsistent if they're on the defense looks really good. If they're off, you see a lot of big plays happen. So I'm curious to see, but ultimately I, I've got to go with the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers are going to keep rolling. I think they're going to get um, – it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be like a 28-24 kind of game. You know what? I have the Colts in this one. I was going to pick Tampa. I was on – I even said the last podcast, I think they're going to lose to Tampa. But I don't know. Something about this Colts team right now feels good to pick them in this game here. Um, you know, you talk about the run game, but I think the most important thing is the Colts offensive line mm-hmm. and how and you know how much better they've gotten these past couple of weeks. And one thing is, I think the two recipes to beat Tampa Bay have a really good offensive line. Give your time, give your quarterback time to throw. You know, you talk about the Saints. The Saints have that. You know, they've given, you know, Jameis Winston, Trevor Simeon, uh, you know, Drew Brees last year time to throw the football. And it was, and, it, and they're very, both of them are very effective. I think uh, Carson Wentz will be too. And then you talk about the corner cornerback situation. You know, I don't think, uh, I know you're talking about the Colts, but I think if you can get some, the Colts wide receiving core, I think it's going to be able to, 
it, I think it's just a lot better. I'm gonna say that just stay right here, but I think they're a lot better than Tampa Bay secondary. And I think you, know, you got Ty, you got Michael Pittman, you got Zach Pascal, you know Jack Doyle, Morley Cox, you know, very good receiving core there, and. You know, I think they match up well against Tampa Bay, and you can kind of exploit that secondary. Um, but the one thing that comes in is the run game. You know, Colts love to run the football. Is Frank Wright going to be able to break some tendencies in this game? Is he going to, you know, maybe pass a lot more than run the football, especially if it's not working and their pass game is being very effective? Um, but also, you have to, you know, like you say, you have to, you have to put a stop in Tom Brady. And I think they can do that. I really love the way this defense has been playing, forcing turnovers. And I think one thing is Tampa Bay, in some of these games, has had some turnovers here of late. You know, they had a turnover last week against uh, New York. They had mm-hmm. two or three against uh, Tampa Bay, or not Tampa, against Washington uh, two weeks ago. There's a possibility, mm-hmm. you know, Colts can create some turnovers. They lead the league in tur- creating turnovers. And I think if they can create a turnover or two, and get up early, like around like ten fourteen, uh, like they did against Buffalo, and kind of uh, had Tampa Bay press a little bit. Uh, they're going to definitely put mm-hmm. themselves in a good spot at home. But yeah, I got Indianapolis. Uh, hopefully, they end up winning. Hopefully, they catch up to you as well in the predictions. But we're gonna move on here. The Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Uh, Houston, who do you have? Yeah, so now this is a tough one to me. It really is, but uh, we had Cincinnati beat the Steelers earlier in the season uh, in Pittsburgh. Correct, it was like twenty-four to ten. Yeah, Man. I've got to go with the Steelers. Look, I've got to go with the Steelers. I know the Bengals have been explosive. I know they've you know they've lost two straight. You know they got they fell to five and four. Or my bad, they lost two, then they won last week, so they got to six and four. I think they're going to fall to six and five. I I just I, I see the Steelers being a team that like I just can't see Tomlin and Big Ben and the Steelers losing two times to the Bengals. So I've got I've got them uh, beating the Bengals, splitting uh, and tying on the season in that category. And I think the defense is going to play well. I think Big Ben's going to you know get a couple plays here and there, but you know they're going to run the football and it's going to be a low scoring. Uh, struggle, and I think the Steelers come out on top. Come on top, yeah. I, I'm I'm looking up here what happened this game here. Uh, you know, kind of refresh your memory because I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Cincinnati in this one. I really like Cincinnati. They kind of dominated that last matchup. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow had a very explosive game, but they ran the football well. You know, uh, <laughs> four yards of carry. Uh, but one of the thing was. Is I think turnovers they created turnovers. Both of the teams are negative in the turnover margin this year, uh, and I think one thing is Cincinnati needs to get to the quarterback. They had four sacks in that first game, and they let up zero sacks. Uh, Joe Burrow got sacked zero times in the in the first game, and that thing's going to be huge. Or that point in the game is going to be huge here. Is who wins the trenches uh, in this game? I don't think it's going to be quarterback play that wins this game. It's going to be. Who blocks for the quarterback better? Uh, Cincinnati, uh, I think he has five in allowed sacks this year. You know, Pittsburgh is, uh, I think, top ten in uh, sacks on defense. Um, And uh, I think that could be a huge issue in this game. But also, you know, Cincinnati played really good against them last week. TJ Watt's not playing. 
you know, Justin Herbert had a lot of time to throw last week. And I think if uh, Joe Burrow, they can get that with Joe Burrow and they can, you know, just have a good performance. It doesn't have to be great by any stretch, but if the offensive line has a great performance, allows Joe Burrow to, you know, be able to move, move the ball down the field at least three times in this game, at least get to 21, 24 points. I think they'll be in a really good spot to win this game. And I just don't have a lot of faith in the Steelers' offense to repeat what they did last week. So, uh, yeah, that's why I'm going with the Cincinnati here. It's just I, I think the Steelers are a good team and stuff, but, like, I just don't – Big Ben's not all there, in my opinion, uh, physically. Not, not mentally, but physically. I think he's there mentally. It's just I just don't think he's physically capable of dragging the scenes of the postseason like we've seen – you know, numerous times throughout his career. But, uh, yeah, we'll move on. Houston, you got anything else for this game? I do not. All right. Yeah, we'll move on here to a Cam Newton-led Panthers. I never thought I'd say that again in my life. But Cam Newton-led Panthers versus a Miami Dolphins team who has a legit shot of getting back to 500. They can pull off this win. Uh, it was just very shocking to me. Uh but Houston, who do you have in this game? Yeah, I've got the Panthers. Um, I've got the Panthers being able to pull this one out. I, I think the defense is going to dominate this game. I think they're going to be able to take over and uh, be successful, create a couple turnovers, get some sacks. I think you're going to see Cam Newton continue to play well. I mean, he played well last week. I mean, I know the defense isn't great for Washington, and it's going to be a little bit better for the uh, for the Dolphins, but I think he plays really well. I think they start to get some confidence in him. I think they get back um, to uh, what? What would they be? Seven and what are they? Six and five? They're five and six. They'll be six and six. So they get back to five to six and six, and then continue to stay firmly in that playoff race, mm-hmm. and uh, and be a team you know that no, you know you wouldn't really want to play the Panthers with the way that defense plays, with some of the weapons they have on offense, with the way Cam Newton has, with their presence on the field. They wouldn't be a fun team to play in the first round of the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've got them winning and then continuing to push forward in this uh, NFC playoff race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'll, I want to pick Carolina, but also I really love the way uh, Miami's been playing. And I know that, you know, I know they beat Houston and, uh, you know, the Jets the last couple of weeks, but they also beat Baltimore. They dominated Baltimore on Thursday night. And I know Thursday night games can get very weird, but this team has momentum right now. For some weird way, they got momentum going. Uh, and Carolina's momentum has been very all over the place, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know who to pick, though, man. That's my thing. Uh, this is this is a coin flip to me. This game's a coin flip. Uh, I'm going – I feel like I have to go with Miami in this one. It's at home. Do we have the momentum? I know – I think Carolina's pass rush matches up very well. And I think that's going to be a huge issue for Miami. But if they can get the ball out quickly, uh, mm-hmm. get Waddle, get uh, – I'm blanking on the other receivers uh, right now. Um, but if they can get them, uh, you know, get some short passes, get them in uh, open field, allow them to miss some tackles, they'll be fine. Um, and I think uh, Carolina, I think one thing for me is though is they just feel – they're not. Their offenses feel very fluid from time to time. It doesn't feel like it feels like you know they can go down, they can drive down the field, 
you know, they can go get some points. And sometimes it feels like, you know, they can't move the football at all. Um, and also, Cam Newton's kind of learning the offense. We kind of seen that that last play of the game where, you know, he missed DJ Moore in a quick out route to get the first down uh, on that last play. Instead, he was looking to his left and not knowing what the defense was giving him, uh, you know, for that particular play. And I think it's uh, something that, you know, I think it's going to hurt, especially against a, I think, a defensive genius in uh, Brian Flores. I think Brian Flores is going to do, uh, is going to have a really good game plan for Cam Newton, especially with Cam Newton not knowing all the plays yet. And I think this is a good matchup for Miami uh, right now. If this is Cam Newton two or three weeks later, I have Carolina definitely win this game. But it's Cam Newton right now still learning the playbook. But I really like uh, I, I really like both teams in this one. I just I think Miami because they're at home is going to take this one. But okay. we'll, we'll move on here to uh, I think the Colts and the Tampa is the game of the week here. But this could easily be game of the week. We had Tennessee at New England. Uh, yeah. Houston, who do you have? I've got New England. Yep. I think New England is is playing some uh, great football right now. Just complimentary football on all three phases. You know, playing well in special teams. I mean, playing amazing on defense. Being really efficient on the offensive side of the football. And to me, the the Titans are a team that, you know, they they won a lot of games because of the threat of Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, um, they dominated against the Rams because I think they had a chip on their shoulder. And I think they had something to prove because everyone was talking about, oh, the season's done, blah, 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 blah. The Rams came out flat. We saw it, right? But they lose to the Texans. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Jets. We talked about this. This team is really weird. And, I mean, me and, me and Reggie, our friend, uh, best friend, we, um, we joke about it. But, it, like, the Titans play up and down to the competition. They, they will either play up and play great or play down and play really bad. And... You know, I think uh, over the last several games, they've been outgained uh, in total yards, which is never a great sign. Like, sometimes that just means you're getting lucky and you're getting some things to roll your way, but that doesn't mean you're really winning the game uh, more so uh, than anything. But I I get the Patriots dominating this game. I think the Patriots make a statement. I think they take down the number one seed in the AFC. I think they move themselves up squarely into the number two seed, maybe. The number one seed, we'll see, and um, and uh, and make a little bit of a statement win against the Tennessee Titans. I think they will too. Uh, you know, I, I I can't really say more than what you said on it. Uh, this team's been playing really good football. Uh, you're starting to see how great of a coach Bill Belichick is right now, and what he's capable of doing when he is a, a quarterback that fits his system. Uh, and uh, you know, I think Cam Newton was on pace to do a really good se- or really have a really good season. And I don't think it was COVID necessarily that really caused that downturn at the start of the year. I just think it was the time off. Uh, I think it was the uh, time off, not being able to get that chemistry and build that chemistry early on in the year, and it kind of disrupted things a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're starting to see. Matt Jones, uh, get just get more. He he he's getting used to the NFL game, uh, and he's just he's balling out, man. It's one of the best rookie 
performances I've seen in a while. Yes, we've seen stats. You know, we've seen Justin Herbert's stats. We've seen Baker Mayfield go off his rookie year. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, whatnot, Cam Newton. Uh, but Matt Jones is having a great year, not because of his stat line, but because of the way he plays the game uh, on the field that doesn't show up in the stats, the mental side of it. And it's just something very, very, very impressive that doesn't always show up and people don't always look at. But it's something that wins you football games and it's winning this team football games right now. The thing is, they could easily be 9-1 and right now. They could easily be undefeated right now. You know, a lot of close losses early in the season that shouldn't have happened. You know, Dallas, you know, at Tampa Bay, they probably should have won that one. Uh, you know, I really like this New England team. And like you talked about, Tennessee, they play up and down in the competition. But you never play up and down in New England against Brian Belich- or Brian Bel- Bill Belichick. Uh, I was about to say Brian Billick, uh, former Ravens uh, head coach. But, uh, but Bill Belichick... But- you never do that against Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is going to, if you're going to play down or up to competition, you're not going to play up to Bill Belichick. He's going to, uh, you know, force you to do things that you're not normally wanting to do. And the one thing that Tennessee can't really do right now is run the football. Uh, and they're going to force it into Ryan Tannehill's hands. And Ryan Tannehill, I don't trust him to go out and win Tennessee football games consistently. So, uh, you know, I got New England in this one. So, yeah, we'll do a little bit of uh, – a little bit of rapid fire with these next three games here. You know, we got Philadelphia at New York. Houston, who do you have for this one? Philadelphia at New York. Um, I've actually I've actually got the Eagles. Um, I was kind of considering the Giants, but I've got the Eagles. I think they're kind of hot right now. I think they have an identity and what they like to do, running the football extremely well, um, not putting Jalen Hurts in a lot of crazy situations, allowing him to really um, be comfortable and get his confidence up. Defense is playing really well, causing turnovers, making big plays. And I just think the Giants are kind of reeling right now. And uh, unfortunately, I think they're a really talented team, uh, but they're just not putting anything together. So I got the Eagles winning this one. And again, another team putting themselves in the playoff race. You know, I th- not for me, I got, I got New York. Um, you know, I think one of it is, I think Daniel Jones is going to get some time in this game. You know, Philadelphia... You know, bomb won the bomb lead, or bomb in the league in sacks this year. Daniel Jones is going to have some time to throw the football and get into a rhythm in this game, unlike he did last week. Uh, but I really like this New York team. You know, new, uh, they fired Jason Garrett. I think that was a huge issue. The play calling was a huge issue for me. Uh, it felt outdated. Uh, you know, if it didn't fit, yeah. it, it, it felt like it didn't fit the team at all. And hopefully, they get back to what fits this team and. You know, it's going to be it's, – it's always weird when you fire your OC, you fire your play caller, and what happens the week after. If we're going to see what mm-hmm. happens after the week after. I have I've, I like the Giants as a whole. I think they have a very solid team. We'll see real quick. I think Philadelphia is a very beatable team and a good team to start, start off the new uh, OC's, uh, you know, tenure with. But, you know, I got New York in this one. We'll move on here to Atlanta at Jacksonville. Um, it feels like they've already played, but they played the Jets in London. Uh, but, you know, new, the Jets and Jaguars feel like the same team at this point. Um, you know, I got Atlanta in this one. Uh, very short yeah, and sweet. Yeah, I, I do as well. I think they're, they're just a better football team. I think Jacksonville is young. They're competitive from time to time. They've been playing really good football here of late. You know, beating the Bills, you know, getting close to the Colts. And then I think what happened last week? I'm blanking what happened last week. I think they played a 
they what happened last week? Yeah, they played. Uh, they they didn't have their best performance against uh, the Forty Niners, but they've been playing a lot better football than they were earlier in the year. Uh, but you know, I think Atlanta they're fighting for a playoff spot still. Uh, I don't think they should be. I think they should kind of just they should have sold the pack this off season and had a bad year this year. Go out and get a quarterback this off season, but we'll see what happens. But I think they're just they have really good matchups on the outside against this. Uh, uh, Jaguar secondary, and I think that's go- they're going to kind of exploit them in this game. Yeah, uh, but yeah, nah, I don't got much to add. I, I Falcons are going to win. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we got the Jets and we got the Texans. Houston, Zach Wilson, I think's back starting. But who do you have in this one? I got the Texans. I think the Texans are kind of like the Lions to me of the AFC. They play really tough. Uh, the defense plays really, really hard. Um, they cause a little bit of chaos at times. The the front seven plays really, really physical. And uh, Levy Smith has done a great job as a defensive coordinator. And don't be surprised at this mud returns to Chicago. No, I'm just kidding. I bet you it won't happen. I would Man, love to him. That, to, I think everybody would, would love crazy? him to return to Chicago. Would that not be crazy? But um, but no, in all honesty, though, I think I think the Texans are going to win. I, I think it's going to be a, a close game, a hard-fought game, but I think they pull it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyrod Taylor is you know, has a little bit of something in him and has a little bit of something to prove as well. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Houston as well. Uh, Jets are 0-5 on the road. You know, Zach Wilson's coming back. There's nothing much to say to that. He's going to be, I think, a little bit rusty. And Houston's coming off a really good win right now, and I think they'll keep that momentum. And I got Houston in this one. But we'll move <clears> on here to the Chargers at the Broncos. Houston, uh, who you got in this one? I get the Chargers. I think the Chargers, that was a big confidence booster, not being able to, uh, you know, I know they started out high, and then the Steelers started catching fire, and they were really able to uh, put an exclamation point on that game at the end and, uh, and and finish out. And I think it was the confidence booster. I think they get to 7-4. and four. I think they stay right in that race with the uh, Chiefs um, mm-hmm. about who's going to lead that division. And I think they continue to push forward of being uh, one of the better teams of the AFC. And I, I think you start to see kind of a downfall of the Broncos at this start, at this part of the season. So, Yeah, I think so. so I think one thing is I think this game's going to be closer than what people think. You know, Chargers, you know, very bad stop in the run. Uh, you know, the Steelers were, uh, you know, they just can't run the football at all. They haven't been able to run the football in the past three or four years. Uh, and... Uh, but I think one thing that Denver does very well is run the football. I think this game is going to be close. Uh, there's a train coming. Sorry for the showing the train in the background here. But I think the Chargers, just offense, I think will do just enough to be able to pull it out. I think it's going to be like a you know, 27-21 type of game where I think Broncos may have the lead going into half. But I think the Chargers will be able to rally in that second half and be able to uh, get hot late and pull out a win here. Uh, so I got the Chargers in this game here. We'll move. Uh, you got anything else? No, I'm good. All right, yeah, we'll move on here to uh, you know Fox's game of the week. Here we get Troy Aikman and Joe Buck announcing. Most like, I think they're announcing this game. Hopefully, it is. Uh, yeah, they the will. Rams and Packers. Really good football game here. Houston, who do you have? For this game. I think... 
Yeah, no, this is, this I is a hard I go one. back and forth on it. I got the Rams. Yeah, the Rams. I just, I, I think they're going to come out, um, you know, pissed off like the last time they lost to, um, you know, what they've lost two in a row though, right? The Rams. Uh, or two out of three. Yeah, they've lost two in a row. Lost to the Titans, and then they lost to the 49ers. Right. And then they had and, the bye uh, week, yeah. Then they had the bye week. I think that bye week's going to do, do them some good. We don't know how effective Aaron Rodgers is going to be and how bad his toe injury is because that can really be effective, too, especially to a quarterback trying to plant and put power behind that football. So um, I think it's going to be a great game. I think we're going to see a playoff caliber game, uh, much like we did last week with the, the Packers and the Vikings. But I think the Rams pull this one out. I think a bye week does them really good. I think Odell Beckham is a lot more involved. There's a lot more ingrained within the offense. And I think you see this Rams team really start to kind of get back to what we're, we're used to and uh, and be one of the better teams in the NFL. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I got the Rams in this one. Uh, not because I don't like the Packers, but because I like the Rams a little bit more. Uh, and I, for me... It comes down to it doesn't even come down to Aaron Rodgers' whole injury. Like he played fine last week against Minnesota. Uh, it comes down to Matthew Stafford and how effective he's been. You know, ever since his thumb injury or not thumb but finger injury, or whatever, early in the season he hasn't put on the performance that we've really hoped to see from him this year. Uh, and we'll see how he does. You know, he has another. He has he had a week off. You know, get some chemistry with Odell. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, but Matthew Stafford, I think, needs to play better football, and I think he knows he needs to play better football. Uh, I think he's doing too much right now. I think he's used to playing uh, rec league football. He's used to playing, you know, out-of-the-box football, and he doesn't need to do that in this offense. He needs to play within the offense. And that goes with Sean McVay as well. I think Sean McVay needs to call a better game. And I think both of them – need to, uh, you know, link up. I don't think they're both on the same link. I think both of them are, you know, one to do different things. And I think that's really messing up this offense right now. And I think one thing this bye week hopefully should have done is get that link back up to what it was the first couple of weeks of the season and have Matthew Stafford play within this offense. Uh, something that he hasn't had to do his whole career because the offense has just been really bad around him. And we're, we might be able to see like the potential of this offense against the playoff or against the playoff team. We've seen it against Tampa Bay early on. We might be able to see it against Green Bay, especially with the secondary that's kind of banged up at the moment and has some bad moments. You know, uh, talking about star receivers, they don't really guard star receivers well. You know, the Rams have star receivers. Cooper Cup, uh, fantasy MVP this year. You have. Uh, you know, Odell is still a good football player. He's not a great football player, but he's a good football player. They have weapons. Uh, and I think one thing is is Green Bay doesn't really cover those star receivers well, those Pro Bowl caliber receivers well. And, you know, if you're looking at a really good duo here, the Rams have one. And I think it's going to create some mismatches on the outside for uh, Matthew Stafford to get the ball moving a little bit. So I think the Rams have this one. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a close game though, in my opinion. But I think Rams are going to pull it out. But we'll move on here to Minnesota at San Francisco. Houston, who do you have? Oh man, 
Another good game, another big playoff implication game. But I've got the 49ers. Uh, you know, you've got kind of a primetime slot at 425. I know pretty much because it's on the West Coast, that's why it's there. But mm-hmm. I've got the 49ers in this one. I think they're starting to really find their groove. I think the, the Vikings are going to be okay losing this game. They're a good football team. I think they, I think these two teams are really going to start putting their stamp on the playoff race. And um, I like both of the teams. And what they can do, but I just I like the 49ers overall more as a team. I think they run the football more efficiently. Jimmy G starting to get into his groove. Kittle being back, the defense starting to play really well with Bosa getting doing what he does. So I've got the 49ers in this one, and and in a pretty close game. I think like 26-23. So yeah, uh, yeah, Minnesota has been a really good football team this year. You know, a couple of things bounce another way. You know, they could be leading the NFC North right now. Uh, as crazy <laughs> as that sounds. Uh, but, yeah, I, I got the 49ers, too. I think the 49ers, you know, like you said, they've just been rolling here. They've been looking like a very good – they've been looking like that 2019, 2019 team that we've we've been wanting to see for a while now. Kyle Shanahan looks like he has a pep in his step. This defense is playing a lot better than what they were early on. And still the question remains, though, how good is the secondary going to hold up? You know, we've seen the Vikings secondary dominate a very, I think, average – Green Bay secondary. We're talking about matchups between or matchups on matchups, man to man type of style, and I, I think they Minnesota matches up very well. And I think I think we're going to see a high scoring game. I don't think that defense are going to defenses are going to be that big of a. Uh, it's not going to be a very big defensive performance. I think we're going to see like a you know thirty eight thirty one type of performance here. Where I think, like you're talking about, I think I think Four Niners are going to be able to run the football. Jimmy G is going to play safe football, and they're going to get some big plays with Debo Samuel. But I think Minnesota is also going to do the same thing with Adam Thielen, with Justin Jefferson, and Dalvin Cook. I think this game's this game's just a high powered offense game, and uh, I think the Four Niners have a little bit better defense to where you're talking about the end of the game scenario. They can go out and make a play. And I think that that's the going to be the difference in the game is making the play at the end of the game. I think the 49ers have that. So we'll move on here. The Sunday night football, another huge playoff implication game. We get Cleveland at Baltimore. Uh, Houston, who do you have in this one? Another big game, but I got Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't trust the Browns one look. Uh, I think Baltimore – is a lot better team. I think they're a team that is going to prove a lot more. Uh, get to eight and three, and you know if they get to eight and three, the Patriots beat the Titans, they become number one seed. And mm-hmm. I, you know I'm not a big fan of the of the Ravens defense necessarily, but the way Lamar is playing, the way this offense is playing, you know he really carries them. And unless the Browns, unless Baker Mayfield can really step up, uh, I've got I've got the Ravens winning this one, and I I think it's going to be probably like. 30 to 20 something like that i think um they're just gonna have control over the whole game so i've got the ravens yeah yeah i do too um you know it's just more so this browns team looks kind of lost at the moment uh it just it just looks very lost at the moment and that's all i can say about it uh this ravens team very low coach we always know that john harbaugh one of the best coaches in the nfl and has been for over a decade um, but I think one thing is, though, Cleveland does play up to competition a lot. And don't be surprised if Cleveland pulls out this win. 
And don't be surprised if Lamar doesn't play. They're saying that he's about. They're saying like he's feeling better, but they're not saying much more than that, which is kind of uh, worrisome a little bit that he might not play again this week against uh, uh, Cleveland. So if he doesn't play, I think Cleveland has this game, and it helps Cleveland out tremendously in that playoff race because uh, they don't have to deal with him. They go on a bye week. They can get their stuff together uh, and come back and then play Baltimore again for the for our second straight game, which is you don't really you, you rarely see that where a team plays a team back to back games. Uh but you know that's what Cleveland's doing this year. And if they can pull off this win in Baltimore and then go to Cleveland in two weeks and then beat Baltimore again, you know how much that does for this team. It puts them in first place of the AFC North and uh or should at least for the moment. And or get, and it gives them hope for the playoff race, and it kind of and it gives them a tiebreaker over Baltimore. But for me, if Lamar's playing, I love Baltimore in this game. I think they're just a lot better team, a lot better coached right now, and that's going to lead to a win. But don't be surprised if Cleveland ends up pulling out a crazy win and whatnot, because we see them dominate Cincinnati, a very solid team. Uh, so don't be surprised if Baltimore. Don't be surprised if they pull out a win against Baltimore in this one. But you had Baltimore, right, Houston? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll move on here to our last game of the week. We have Monday Night Football. We have the Seahawks at Washington, a very weird Monday night game. But, Houston, who do you have? Well, I think, you know, when they made the schedule, it was probably supposed to be a lot better. Yeah. You are probably supposed to get, like, uh, the Seahawks at 7-3 and three and the Washington football team at 6-4 and four instead of 3-7 and seven and 4-6. and six, But... Um, I've got Washington winning. I think they're a better football team. Uh, I don't trust the Seahawks at all. I don't think the Seahawks are a good team at all. I should have went my flipping gut at the beginning of the season in predictions. I really thought they were like a five-win team, and then I freaking listened to everybody and their mom talk about the Seahawks, and I was like, oh, yeah, the Seahawks are like an 11-win team, 12-win team. Let's freaking put the Seahawks in the playoffs. And uh, so I I just need to stop listening to other people and listen to my gut about uh, predictions because when I do – I do well when I don't, and I second-guess everything. Well, then you have the situation that you have right now. I knew the Seahawks' defense wasn't good. I knew they weren't a good football team, and I sat there and was like, nah, like, they're good, man, they're good. And No, they're not. And so I've got the football team winning. I've got the football team fighting for a playoff spot, getting back to 5-6. and six. And, uh, you know, Taylor Heineke, you know, he can play well. And when he's under duress, when he's making some plays, this defense is really starting to actually pick up and play a little bit better. So I, I believe in Washington a lot more. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I got Washington in this game. They've been playing a lot, a lot better. I think their defense played has been playing a lot better as well, even without Chase Young. Uh, they've been playing really good football. And like you're talking about, I, I knew I knew this point was coming to a head the last couple of years with Seattle. They were on a downward trend, uh, but Russell Wilson was keeping them afloat. Russell Wilson gets injured, and then you know then they go down on the record, and then Russell Wilson pushes in that first game back, has some really bad turnovers. And then you see the last game against uh, um, Arizona where, you know, they just got dominated. They got flat-out dominated by Colt McCoy and company. And that's something you don't want to see. And this the thing is, I think this Washington team's a better team than Arizona with Colt McCoy there. Um, and I talk about playing fearless with Washington. They got to play fearless. And they've been playing fearless this last couple of weeks. And they've been picking up wins. And I think that's something we got to see, especially with Taylor Heineke. He can't worry about playing safe. He needs to play his type of football. 
And we're starting to see that and starting to see him come to his own as the season comes on. And, yeah, I just think Washington Washington's going to make a little bit of a run here. You know, if Dallas somehow loses to the Raiders, Washington still has two games against Dallas to where they can get two wins against them, have a tiebreaker, and win the division. So, you know, they're not out of shot here from a from a wild card spot, and they're not out of shot here from a uh, – from a division win, so it's it's going to be very interesting to see this Washington team down the stretch. But you, you got anything else to add, Houston? What's that? You kind of cut out. Uh, you got anything else to add? No, I'm good, man. I'm good. good. All right, so It'll yeah, be a good week of football. Yeah, I think it is too. A lot, a lot of great games, a lot of playoff implications as well this week. But yeah, thank you all again for uh, you know listening, uh, listening to the podcast. We're picking up some views here at the end of the season, like we typically do. So I just want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for the new listeners coming in and listening. And hopefully you all stay with us. But, uh, yeah, well, you can find Houston at VarsityGinger55 on uh, Instagram. You can find me at underscore Sparky underscore four on Instagram. I forgot my Instagram there. But, yeah, make sure to follow the podcast at SparkTalk2 on Twitter. Make sure to follow the podcast at SparkTalk on Instagram. And uh, anything else I missed in Houston before you do the outro? No, that should be it. Um, you said follow the the, the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Okay, kind of. And then this, the connection has been kind of weird today. But yeah. anyways, uh, um, yeah, yeah. We appreciate you guys uh, for listening. Like Wyatt said, you know, if you start picking up towards the end of the season like usual. And so we appreciate different people starting to listen to us and uh, getting, you know, the nitty-gritty of the NFL season happening. Uh, we hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy time with your family. Enjoy some football on Thursday. And... Uh, Until next time, y'all. Peace. See ya.